Hi, I'm K.S. Garner, and you're listening to the Solo Nerd Podcast. Today, I'll be speaking with Drew Edwards, the creator and writer behind the comic series Halloween Man, here to promote the Entropy Chapter 1, coming October 18th. Welcome back, Drew. Well, it's good to be back. Thanks for having me. Well, again, thank you for coming back. Um, it wasn't too bad the last time. Um, but uh, outside my introduction, and for those who are new, who is Drew Edwards in his own words? So I am a uh, twice over Ringo nominee for best writer. Uh, I am a best of Austin uh, winner through the Austin Chronicle. Uh, I am a member of the Pan America Fellowship of Writers. And uh, I am a lifelong enthusiast of uh, Halloween and monsters and folklore. Uh, so October is like your month basically like oh it's 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 go time like yeah. i i i i have something going on pretty much uh every every night this week you know the sad thing is is i'm actually one of the one of the projects that i have on the the burner right now is i'm doing a a, a prose book on on christmas folklore so i guess i just i i don't want to have any free time during the holiday season is what what uh you know i i i guess it's gonna end up being my fate in life <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. um is it gonna be like you kind of slip in some halloween stuff like nightmare before christmas kind of like halloween and christmas at the same time um it's about it's cl- gonna be called the 12 monsters of of christmas and it's uh it's so you know, I, I I do a lot of public speaking, and several years back, before the pandemic, uh, I was brought into a local bookshop to do a talk on Krampus, and um, what ended up happening when I was researching to do that talk is I discovered that there were a lot more uh, monsters associated with the Christmas season than just Krampus, and it, it turned into this whole thing that's evolved into this this passion project that I've now been working on every winter for like the last five years like pretty much the moment it starts to get a little overcast I I go back to that but um you know it's going to be an illustrated book although it's mostly going to be prose um I'm working with a really terrific artist named Chandra to uh, Chandra Free to draw all the monsters in her signature style and it, it's you know haven't haven't found a publisher yet for it but i'm i'm zeroing in on a couple of prospects and yeah you know christmas but make it scary i guess that's kind of on brand for me <laughs> uh-huh well let's get back to halloween man we'll talk more about the work and other stuff you do later um but halloween man so what is the series about and what should readers expect from the entropy chapter one so uh, Halloween Man is best described as the weird adventures of a zombie superhero and his sexy mad scientist girlfriend as they fight everything from the Invisible Man, the Loch Ness Monster, vampire dinosaurs, uh, just normal people doing normal stuff. Um, he, he, eats, he eats other monsters, so he's sort of an apex predator of uh, monsters. As far as um, entropy goes... Um, I, the, the, the buzz term that I, I keep telling everybody for every interview I've done so far this month is um, superhero horror, which 
I guess Halloween Man always kind of falls into that niche, but um, this is kind of my version of, of, you know, every few years DC has a crisis and every few years Marvel has a secret war or something like that. And this is kind of my version of that because when I read the original you know, I'm dating myself here, but when I read the original Crisis on Infinite Earths when I was a kid, this whole concept of like worlds living and worlds dying and, you know, all these alternate realities being destroyed, that was a big concept for me. And I found it kind of scary. So this is me kind of pulling it into the world of monsters and Halloween man and, and also dealing uh, you know, on a on a on a personal level, like um, the idea of of you know evil twins, evil duplicates, you know, worst timeline kind of things, and you know the scary aspects of that. So you know, it's it's both one of the biggest stories I've ever told, but also you know, like all things with Halloween Man, it ends up being kind of character driven and relationship driven. Mm-hmm. So say one of our listeners loves what they hear about Halloween Man and wants to dive right in to, into the series. Where should they start? Because I know it's like a lot. Of <laughs> uh, you're not wrong. Um, I, so I do very much try to be new reader friendly. Every new story has bios of all the characters and a synopsis of what came before. So if like a particular storyline sounds interesting to you, you should be able to just dive in. And, you know, I, I feel that way about entropy as well. Like, even though it's, um, you know, a, a big story and it's, it's rooted in some continuity, you know, I, 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 I would hope that people would, would also find it, you know, a decent enough starting place that being said uh since you know i'm i'm a you know I partnered with global comics right now like my entire back catalog is on global comics and if you want you can go all the way back to the beginning and read the very first you know halloween man stories from from the early days on global comics and you could just read the whole thing in order or you can bounce around i mean it, there's really no right or wrong answer there you know i i think comic readers you know i i think people don't give comic readers or, or people enough credit i you know when i when i was a kid you know i didn't start with like the new the, the very first spider-man you know like i i you know picked up what they had at the 7-eleven and i started there and i i think you know readers can start with something that just looks intriguing with to them if they want and then go back or forward depending on their mood but you know, if you want to start with the new storyline, you know, we do have you in mind, like I said, bios, synopsis, you know, you'll, you should be able to just dive in and, you know, enjoy. Mm -hmm. So with all of the influences that may have inspired Halloween Man, how do you maintain that this series is still your own with alongside your influences? Um, so the thing is, is Halloween Man's an intensely personal thing to me. Like I, 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 you know, remember talking about this the last time I was on your show. 
Um, Halloween Man's kind of my therapy. You know, two decades ago, I was in a, a car accident that killed my my twin, and you know that was incredibly scarring. And you know, I needed something to give me focus and keep me going forward, and you know, help with my my mental health journey. And this comic book has been that like you know i put a lot of myself into the writing i put a lot of myself into the characters and um you know to know the world that halloween man takes place in is to know me a little bit so you know i i think you know you know there's a lot of discussion nowadays on social media about you know writer versus artist in in comic but you know I, I have worked a lot with a lot of incredible collaborators. I've been lucky to work with some really amazing artists and they do all leave their imprint on it. But, you know, through it all, the the most consistent voice is, is my own because I have written every single script. You know, even, even when there has been a, you know, a, a, a co-writer, you know, I'm right there and I have final say. So, um, it is very much my baby. You know, I, I love these characters and I love the world. And um, so throughout all the different, you know, fingerprints that are on it, and, you know, as they say, it does take a village to raise a child. Um, you know, I, I still have been doing the most parenting, I guess. You know, like I'm, I, and, and you know, so the, the biggest imprint is still, is still mine. Uh huh. So, since Halloween Man is is very much not only a, I guess a part of you, but it kind of is you, since it's so intertwined with who you are personally. Um, has there been any changes in the creative process along with how, like, as how you've developed as you've gotten older with alongside Halloween Man? Like, has there been any changes that you welcomed, or has there been any changes that you were kind of initially reluctant to doing but eventually you accepted the transition well i do think it's become more of a, a story about uh, you know found family and self-acceptance and again that kind of goes back to that mental health journey stuff that i'm talking about like initially you know it was very much about you know, I feel ugly, I feel damaged, you know, this is, this is how horrible I feel, you know, this is, this is, you know, kind of a testament to, to how I, you know, I feel guilty about, you know, being behind the wheel of a car that killed my best friend. And, um, you know, I, I don't think when I say that out loud, I think people would be thinking like, man, this comic book must be a drag, but it's not like it's, it's, you know, by most people's accounts, kind of fun. But, um, you know, the character of Halloween Man, the character of Solomon Hitch is someone that, uh, if you look at like the earlier stuff, like very much does not like themselves. And I think in the more recent stuff, you know, he's still a bit broody, but, you know, he's he he likes himself a little bit more. And I think that's, you know, due to to me becoming more comfortable in my my own skin and everything and you know i i you know so we 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 i guess reflect each other in that way 
yeah, he, he, I guess he just kind of, Solomon just grew to, how can I put this? Um, I guess became a, a new person and was living a new life and adjusting to to that new life. Yeah. His condition and then the, and then, you know, the new world that he's entering now because that didn't exist before. So now it's kind of like, oh, this is his, his new quote unquote normal now. Yeah. 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 That's a great way of putting it. You know, like I think um I think in life, you know, there's always these these sort of crossroads moments where you you, you trans transition from from who you were in the past to who you're going to be going forward. And you know, that's very much something I think that's been reflected in my writing you know particularly with this, these groups of you know this group of characters is you know how can we be the best versions of ourselves but also like everybody is damaged how do you live with that that you know trauma that you know you have and uh become a a, a person that that uh you know can affect positive change in the world uh-huh. So um I keep coming back to the fact that you've written this, you know, the series for so long, but I guess I guess what advice would you offer to someone or I guess how have you been able to maintain working on the series and like continuity issues and world building and things like that for so long? Um continuity issues like it's um that that you know w w the fact that we have so much now like so much story i'm not like those happen um you know aside from myself like i i'm always like going back and doubling check double checking old stories to make sure that we haven't contradicted each other but you know, I also work with, you know, a few editors, uh, Russell Hillman, who is a, a brilliant writer in his own right, but also um, has worked on Halloween Man, you know, a, a very, very long time himself. So he knows these characters almost as well as I do. But also my wife, you know, she goes through and plays an editorial role and goes through all the scripts herself. So like that sort of stuff, like having people that you can trust to uh, go through and make sure that the, the voices are correct, that you're not contradicting anything, that, that the world still makes sense. I think that's an important thing. You know, people like to, uh, I guess, kind of vilify editors in the writing process, but I, I actually think that they're really important. And if you're an indie person, you know, it, it's really important that you find people that you can you can use in that role and that you trust and that are, you know, you can um, help make the hard decisions, you know, when, when you need to make them and also help, you know, build you up when you're when you're you're not sure about a decision too. Um, so there's that, um, you know, it, if, as far as like how my creative process may have changed over the years, like I think I'm just a more confident writer than I used to be. Like I, I, you know, 
I still am very collaborative. Like I, I, if I, I always say that if I, you know, didn't want to work with other people, I would be a novelist because, you know, part of the, the beauty of making comics is that it's words and pictures. And I do try to give my artists a lot of creative, you know, a lot of creative freedom to, to leave their own imprints on the story. But I've also gotten better about, you know, standing up for myself. Like if I think something is correct and the, the best move for a story, like I, I will voice that opinion. But beyond that, I, I, you know, I, I don't, other than that, you know, my, my skills getting better and my confidence getting better. I don't know that I would say my overall process is that different than, than, you know, when I was like 18, you know, 20 thereabouts. Uh-huh. It's interesting that you just said how if you weren't in working in comics, working with other people, you'd be a novelist. And I I think I'm a novelist because I don't want to work with other people. <laughs> and it was because it's like everything you said, how you're describing Halloween Man initially, I was like, how come you didn't write it as a novel? Why why did you write it as, as comics? Comics are what speaks to me. They were the first uh, creative medium that I fell in love with. You know, when I was a kid, I grew up in a very rural part of Texas. It's called Possum Kingdom. And uh, I would, uh, there was not a whole lot for a kid to do. So what I would do is I would get on my my bike and I would ride up to the library and they had these big hardbound uh, books with like old comics in them. And I just was was fascinated by comics at an early age. And I really, for me, you know, it's the best way to tell a story. I just, I just love it. And I feel so passionate about it. Um, you know, I, I think, you know, it, it, a lot of it is what with, with anything creative, like passion is like probably the most important thing. Like you're going to gravitate to the medium that, that speaks most to you. Like if, and you know, the people that love novels, you know, like they're, they're gonna try and write novels, the people that love movies, they're going to, um, you know, they're going to try and make movies, musicians, you know, they're going to make music, you know, and you can love more than one medium, you know, certainly, like, I love movies, but um, I don't love them as much as I love comics, like comics are, are what makes me feel the happiest. Yeah, so, Outside of Halloween Man, specifically uh, the Entropy Chapter 1, how well do you find balance in your life? And how do you typically manage your mental well-being when you become stressed, frustrated, or overwhelmed? Um, You know, I, I'm managing my stress a lot better than I think I ever have. And one of the things I think that... um has been really helpful is I've been seeing the same therapist for, for almost, you know, a decade now. And she gave me this really good advice and she calls it checking the facts. So if I start to think like, Oh, nobody likes me. I'm pissing everybody off. I'm annoying. Um, you know, she always tells me to take a step back, step outside of myself and just look at the situation in, in the terms of raw data and you know that you know ability to sort of turn my myself off and just look at it if it is if it were happening to another person 
it has has been a really effective tool to to sort of gauge my behavior, but also um, it's helped me understand, you know, a lot of the things that I get stressed out about. It's just happening in my head, you know, because I tend to overthink everything. And this has allowed me to, you know, sleep better at night because I realize, you know, uh, most people are just out living their life. Like there's no conspiracy against me. There's, you know, most people aren't putting as much thought into the things that I say or do as, as I, as I am. So, you know, I, I think that's an important thing for people to realize, especially high anxiety people like myself is that most, most people are, just trying to get by in their own life. They're not thinking that much about you. Like, even if you do annoy them, like they're probably only thinking about you in the moment. They're not thinking about you. Like when you're, you're not around, they're busy doing their own thing. And I found a lot of peace in that. Um, you know, again, you know, I, 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 this is not a skill set I would have found on my own. It is absolutely you know, therapy is a wonderful thing. And, you know, I, I, I think that a lot of people should, should try it more because you do, uh, talking about your problems with another person, you do develop skills that you, you wouldn't necessarily develop just left to your own devices. Yeah, I, I love that about, about checking the facts because when I think of myself, I'm just like you said, I'm just a person existing in the world. I'm just trying to remember to get more than four hours of sleep and make sure I eat more than once a day, you know, but then when I think of the other people I interact with, oh, like you said before, oh, they do, do they hate me? Do they find me annoying? And maybe in that moment, but outside of that, they're not even, they're not thinking about you. They're just trying to live their own life. So yeah, I just need to start thinking like that to help my own self. <laughs> It's, it's an incredibly liberating thing because it's allowed me to focus on myself and, and not so much me thinking about what other people think about me. Um, because, you know, when I was younger, I would get to these points where I was so paranoid. I just thought like the whole world was against me and, you know, I, I had I had to realize that I'm far more anonymous than that, you know, and I, 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 you know, I think that that was freeing for me. And mm -hmm. yeah, I, I do think it's a useful thing for lots of people to practice because, you know, it, it is really easy to get lost in your own head and think about every interaction that you've had with people every second of every day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, is there anything else that you want to touch on about Halloween, man? The Entropy Chapter One that we may have missed as a whole. Yeah. Um. Speaking of collaborators, this has amazing. It has an amazing cover by Matt Frank. Um. It's uh got amazing artwork on the interior by Jason Wilson, with equally amazing colors by John Goulson and equally equally amazing letters by the wonderful april guadiana uh, as as you said it comes out october 18th it's going to be on the global global comics digital comic platform for you know at least initially it's going to be up there for free so if you want to check this out you can you can check it out and you can check out a bunch of other 
uh, Halloween Man comics that we do also have for free on there right now. So uh, please, you know, join us, you know, for for some seasonal uh, spooky good times. Uh huh. And where can people find you online, um, other than Global Comics? And you you already discussed another project that you're doing. Um, did you want to elaborate more on that, or are there other projects you're working on? <laughs> well. That's a long ways off. So, you know, I am working on a lot of things right now. Got a lot of irons in the fire, but I, I kind of have to keep, I have to keep mum on them. But, uh, you know, if you want to, if you want to, when, when those are announced, if you want to know about them, the best place to find me on Instagram, I am Drew underscore Halloween uh, on Twitter, because I refuse to call it by that other name. Um, I am Halloween Man Calm, all lowercase, all one word. And uh, on Facebook, you can find me. I am uh, the only Drew Edwards in Austin, Texas. And please drop by any one of those. Say hi. I like it when people say hi. And, um, you know, talk uh, comics, talk monster movies, talk whatever with me, because I won't bite. I promise. Aren't you so you do your own your own podcast, right? What's the name of that? You want to plug that too? Oh yeah, uh, I should thank you. Um, I am a cast member on the Castle of Horror podcast. Uh, that is a weekly horror movie review podcast uh, that I do with three other people: uh, Tony Sabaggio, uh, Julia Guzman, and Jason Henderson. And uh, we are actually doing a series on witches right now on witch movies uh just for halloween so um you can come check out we have over 400 episodes so there's definitely something for everyone on there oh wow that's a whole lot it's just like halloween man there's a huge catalog that you can dive into yeah, i don't like i don't like free time i like keeping busy <laughs> yeah me too <laughs> All right, again, I want to thank uh, Drew Edwards, the creator and writer behind the comic series Halloween Man, for joining us here today to promote the Entropy Chapter 1, again, coming October 18th on Global Comics. All of Drew's socials and website, as he just said, will be listed in this episode's details for those who are interested. Again, I am K.S. Garner, and you've been listening to the Solo Nerd Podcast. Thank you. Thank you. 